excited as always me and jordan on the mic jacob booth by the way just talking we miss you we love you we care about you if you hear us right now jordan as always a pleasure to see you my friend and i'm gonna know i know the answer to this you're doing great but how are you doing i am doing great like life is good we're starting to get to a point where there's a good sports every single day you know that like i i'm one of those weird nerds where i just want to watch a sports event every single night so with baseball obviously on every night it's great but we're about to have football four days a week and i think that's going to roll us right into our college football traditions uh pod that we're going to roll today talking football and uh yeah i'm excited to hear some of the traditions you got because i know i'm bringing some heat with some of my favorite traditions Beautiful transition into the segment of today's podcast. I couldn't have said it better myself. College football traditions. That's why I said I don't even know how to jump into this. Look, podcasting is crazy. Just to, just a side note here. Podcasting is wild. We try to plan and plan these things. And Jordan and I, we're doing a two-part episode. So if you listen to our MLB one, it was supposed to be one part. But we stick to the subject because I'm crazy about how I want to keep this podcast intact stick to one topic keep it short keep our entertainers interested that's our goal man and and, you know let's start seeing some love let's start seeing some feedback my challenge to you people today is help us get better promote this promote this one because this one's fun college football traditions as we get going like jordan said right now dudes with some balls all right jordan now that we talk about this i am buzzing i love college football personally i love it more than the nfl the best part of college football is the stadium atmosphere and the traditions so without further ado i don't know if the best way i said it to you is to go with our favorite one or just start listing them as hot as we can so i feel like our favorites are both gonna be like a bias but that's why i want to not have oh it's not not. no all right let's let's start with you then because or i guess i could start with my bias and then let you kind of take away your unbiased mine's not biased at all because i actually don't care about this football program at all but go go with yours mine is going to be i think they still call it this i know they still call it this the cotton bowl between Oklahoma and Texas every year, the Red River rivalry, they played at the Texas State Fair right on the border of Texas and Oklahoma. And that, well, not right on the border, but in Dallas. Um, it's my favorite one of the year because usually both teams are going to match up well. They're both going to be up for that game. It's a neutral site, which I believe is one of the only ones in college football. It might be the only uh, rivalry game in college football that's done at a neutral site every year. So Oklahoma never goes down to play in Austin. Texas never plays up in Norman. Game days there every year. It's a early, it's an earlier game. It's not ever like a primetime game. So out on the West Coast, that one comes on at like 9 a.m. And uh yeah, that's to me personally, if there's a game I get up for more than any of them all year, it's the Red River rivalry. Oh, I love that. I definitely wouldn't have gone that route, but that is a fantastic historical tradition. Rivalry weekend is something that's really cool in college football because every it's like one matchup a year, especially, you know, uh, the big one for me is obviously the Civil War, being a Ducks fan, not to the same extent as the Texas-Oklahoma one, but, you know, Auburn-Alabama, to name one, that's huge. So, always something in the Iron weekend. Bowl. Yeah, the, the Iron Bowl. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State-Michigan's always one to get up for. Look, we're, we're listening to obvious at this point. So, when I talked about it in the previous podcast, if you listened to our MLB one, which if you didn't, released it the same day. So, if you missed one, you are you here? If you're hearing this one and didn't hear the other one, check out the other one. If you're interested in MLB baseball, dudes with some balls advertising. Anyways, I said 
wholesome content comes in college football traditions. And this is why this one's my favorite. I think it is the best wholesome and genuine tradition in all of sports. And that happens at the beautiful Kinnick Stadium for the Iowa Hawkeyes, the Children's Hospital Wave. Uh, I believe it's during the first quarter, right, that they do it, uh, where Mm -hmm. everyone in the stadium turns and waves to all the children in the Children's Hospital. It's beautiful. It's wholesome. And it's just undoubtedly heartfelt for just as simple as turning and waving from the football players to the coaches to the fans in the stadium. I think everyone, even the kids in there feel a hundred times better about their day when they get to do that. So I love that. I think it's the best tradition, not just in college football. I really do think it's the best tradition in all sports. That is, that is a really cool one. It is like, it's hard to like, if you're watching the game and I, the Hawk or the, yes, the Hawkeyes are playing, it's like it's hard to like be like, oh man, come on, let's get back to the game. It's like, all right, like everyone's gonna everyone takes that moment to like enjoy it and like recognize like we're all human and like yeah, like you said, it's wholesome. Uh I guess that'll lead me into my next one. I'll do a stadium one, okay. which is is not very wholesome, but it <laughs> it it just I think it to me, I think it's the best in the best entrance in college football, and that is the Virginia Tech Hokies enter Sandman. When they got 66,000 people screaming the lyrics of Metallica as their team runs out on the field like that. That's like chills down the spine. Like I'm not even like never was very good at football. Always a smaller kid. That makes me want to run through a brick wall every time it happens. And like Virginia Tech's never like they're hardly ever like a top 25 team, but they'll they'll do that like on like a Thursday night at the beginning of the year. And it's like, okay, football is officially back. This is what. I missed the most about college football. And that's just one of my favorites. It's it's a cold October night. The, the, the winter's starting to come in, especially when you're here in the Midwest. And and it's a night ACC game. Wake Forest is rolling into town. And exactly. you're kind of tired. You just you sat on the couch all day. Your favorite college team may have just lost Texas. Let's paint the picture. Texas almost choked to a stupid team that they aren't playing and boom enter sandman comes on for you and you're like i can stay up till midnight i can watch these games i'm gonna watch this and then i'm gonna go watch hawaii which we talked about last week so every time i watch the Hokies play i'm like how did they ever lose at home like i I don't know if like I immediately think from my, my gambling mindset, like what is the line? Because if they're a huge underdog, like they are covering, I don't really know if they're going to win this game, but there's no way they don't at least cover. (laughs) That's a good one. I didn't have that one written down. When you said entrance, I instantly thought of um, Howard's rock with Clemson, how they all touch the rock. Yeah. It's just, it's a good with the stadium setup. Is it really that cool? I mean, the history behind Howard's rock. Sure. Seems Uh, like a lot of logistics. Like, yeah. don't they, like, take them out in buses and they, like, have to get, like, basically greyhounds for the home team to drive mm-hmm. them from, like, the locker room all the way to the other side of the field? Yeah. And then they all have to get off the bus in and their they, full pads. Yeah, walk up the hill, down the hill. Look, it's a lot of planning, man. And they're, you know, working in sports, now you understand being a part of sports, someone's job is to coordinate that whole thing to make sure it's on time. <laughs> yeah. So and shout then, out that person at Clemson. Dabo Sweeney runs probably the fastest 40 yard dash mm-hmm. in, in America when he gets to run down the hill and touch the rock and then sprint out of the field. So. I mean, he kind of fires me up because Dabo Sweeney's a great coach, but sometimes if he wasn't that good of a coach, if his team wasn't that good, he'd still be doing that. And you'd be like, this guy's so eyewash but because <laughs> he wins more times than not. You're like, yes. So I I'm all for it. I, I think that's a good one. Um, I would say one that I like in terms of history 
not just this tradition, the dotting the I in the Ohio State marching band yep. is very iconic. Ohio State's marching band, well recognized for their performances, just their performances in general. It's always funny when they go to a bowl game because Ohio both bands will like perform at halftime. That's like a traditional thing too. It's like, oh, your band's coming to perform. We got, we got. Let's let's say when Oregon and Ohio State met in the national championship. It's like oh, the Oregon band, and everyone's, like, sympathetically, like, cheering. But then Ohio State comes out, and you're like, that was way cooler. So uh, Ohio State's band, awesome. For sure. My next one, I'm going to go with the CBS jingle. Mm-hmm. Every time you hear it, man, you're like, oh, man, your eyes may just be shutting. You went from, like, the golf network straight to the football game where it's, like, LSU-Bama coming on the SEC network, which I believe did, – did the Big Ten just get rights to the jingle? Because if so, Ooh. that's going to that's gonna be really disappointing. But, yeah, yeah. every time you heard that, you knew that it was going to be, like, a 9-3 to <laughs> Auburn versus LSU game. And the winning team won because their kicker made three field goals. And the, losing, <laughs> the losing team lost because he went one for three from field goal range. So I, I don't know. The jingle is just like, that's another tradition that you got to install it in your brain. When yeah. you go based off broadcast and tradition, I think of back to Ohio state, Gus Johnson's extreme bias for Ohio state when he's on the call, but I love listening to him talk when he back in the day, not even back in the day, sound old. This JT, like I just it's engraved in my head mama there goes that man when Ohio State does anything well so. he's just in a tradition in himself like I watched oh, yeah. uh, I watched like a three-minute clip the other day on just him of him calling games and I was like football's back now like this is mm-hmm. this is how you know football's back but he's like Chris Alave <laughs> You talk about, yeah, enter Sandman. Gus Johnson gives me chills. Yeah. I'm ready to run through a brick wall when I hear Gus Johnson commentating college football. It's it's like Christmas morning when I hear his voice. It's 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 11 a.m. my time. I just had a long Friday. I woke up. I love that we're painting pictures now because yeah. college football's come back, so we have to. I just woke up. I'm turning on the first game. I see him like, oh, Michigan State's playing. And I, and I hear, this is Gus Johnson. I'm buzzed. I'm ready to go. I'm like, let's yeah. go. He gets, he gets the 10 a.m. game with like yeah. Northwestern versus Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, every single year he gets that like early game. It's it's awesome. Stay in, stay in the media route, though. And you mentioned like get, like waking up first thing in the morning. Probably the best tradition in college football is game day. Oh, without wake up and you like, maybe you did have a long night, but you're like, you either, whether you did or you didn't, you're getting that fresh cup of coffee in the morning. Mm -hmm. You may still be in your shorts or your pajamas and you're sitting on the couch and you just hear Lee Corso have some guest on like, I don't know, Garth Brooks. And he's telling them who he thinks is going to win the college football games of the day and share Lee Corso. Just not so fast, my friend. (laughs) That's just one of my favorite traditions as well. It's just game day with Herbie, uh, Lee Corso and the rest of the crew. You talk about a, what we try to do, bring together a great show. They do a fantastic job better than anybody, keeping it concise and hitting every major point. You have a question about a game rolling in today, they have some touch point on it, and they answer exactly what you're looking for. College game day is the perfect blend of fan interaction and just enough information to tell you what games you should be watching that day if you didn't have your slate plan already. They even have bear for the for the gambling aspect of it to set the lines. They got all the fans in the background, the yeah. signs, the signs in the, the, in the signs. background, like the they're, Washington they're just... State University flag that has not yeah. failed to show up. Like, yeah, so many great things happen at game day. Uh, another great one. We can't help but 
avoid this one when West Virginia sings John Denver's Country Roads. West yep. Virginia, you know, take yep. – Yeah, can't deny that one. Classic tradition. Yeah. What else you got for me? The Penn State all-white game. Like, mm. when I, every single fan is wearing white, and it just looks mm. like it snowed, like, everywhere. But they always, for some reason, end up making it, like, the toughest game on their schedule, so then they, so then they lose. But those are always fun. Like, the Jersey games are cool when, when teams – and fans do like the mashup. Like it kind of reminds yeah. me of the Miami Heat when they had like the big three with LeBron and they do like the heat whiteout, like mm-hmm. whiteout heat. They'd have the entire arena with all like white rags, white shirts. The heat were wearing they're all whites. Like it's yeah. just a cool look. I like those traditions. I like that too. That's a good one. I think best if you have any, and I know yours probably is going to be a simple answer here. Best animal-related tradition in college football. I like Ralphie's run from Colorado, the buffalo running out. I feel like yours is is somewhat, I could probably guess. Yeah, when they bring Bevo out on the field, <laughs> I mean, it's awesome. Like, I mean, no. But also, I also do like the, even though I'm a Texas fan, I like the Oklahoma boomer sooner when they bring the wagon out because once a year it feels like that thing just freaking everyone on there just eats it. You know what I mean? So that's always funny to watch. It's, it's usually early in the season. They get excited to put on the show for the crowd. You got to yeah. trial and error with it for sure. Or yeah. the Flor- the Florida State Seminole that throws the spear that's like lit on fire into the A ground. night game with it yeah. is just mm. – when they were, when Jameis was back there and they were competing for natties, like that was awesome. Now it's like they're competing for six one seasons, not as cool, but you know, rebuild and refocus yeah. Florida state. I the, Wisconsin, the Wisconsin jump around, I think is like one of the more eyewash. Like, I wash. Like I think it'd be mm-hmm. cool if you were there, but like when I watch it on TV, I don't get up. Like I get up for like the Virginia tech one or whatnot. See, yeah. When you do songs and stuff to throw in a little bias, see Oregon has started a tradi- tradition recently. I think it's going on year three now where they do the whole stadium plays shout and it looks absolutely rowdy. I feel like it's not as cool unless you're there, but it's the, you make me want to shout, put my yep. hand, and they go, a little yep. bit now, and the, the players are throwing the towels, they like go on the field, it's, that one's cool, it's more players getting involved, I don't think the Wisconsin players get involved and jump around as much, so when it crosses the line of player and fan, player and student, I think those traditions get a lot more exciting, for sure. Yeah, you got any other ones? I got, I know I got a couple more too. Man, start spitting because I think I've hit all the big ones in my mind. Hand signs. I, I love them. Every time they pan into the crowd, and just depending on whoever the home team, like you got the hook em horns, mm-hmm. you got the gig em for AM, you got the horn frog, like all the fans throwing up their little signs with their hands. Those are always great. Also, crying fans are awesome whenever it's like TCU versus Oklahoma State and like a nightcap game and both teams are ranked like just outside the top 10. And TCU looks like they're going to run away with it. And all of a sudden Oklahoma state goes up by two touchdowns and they pan to like the random 12 year old sitting by himself for some reason in the stands and he's just crying. I lose it every time. Just tears college football. And maybe this will be a podcast we could do where we rank most emotional sports in terms of viewing experiences. I think college football is the most heartbreaking sport in the world because if your team loses once, once it feels like it's over. Yeah. And you also like, this is a little bit off topic, but I mean, I've gone to like some Boise state games and there's a lot of colleges are like this community because not all colleges are in these huge cities. They're in these like Mm -hmm. smaller towns where the towns are built around their colleges. But like you look at like a school like Boise state, they sell out that stadium every year 
And it's probably because a lot of the fans that are there are either like alumni, they have some type of money going into the program that whether they're boosters or not. So a lot of folks that like go to college, they kind of stick around the area that went to college. They, they're, they went to school there. It's not like they grew up a professional team fan where they have to deal with the ownership of the team. Like they're invested in the school itself. That's where their roots are. And uh, I think that's kind of what makes college football special. It's a whole different aspect of viewing and I guess like love for it because Look, you love Texas. You're from there. You didn't go there. Neither of us went to the schools we root for. That was kind of the blessing of us playing baseball while achieving that Division One dream, not having football associated with it, I like. Yeah. Now, missing out on going to college football games sucked, but I could still root for Oregon from a football perspective. And right. So, like, I didn't attend Oregon. You didn't attend Texas. Uh, but the fact that what we've gotten to associate growing up watching these programs and still, like, doesn't matter when Texas was winning national championships with Vince Young or when Oregon was competing for them with Marcus Mariota or like it didn't matter when they're four and eight or 12 and oh like we're still invested year after year even without going to that because of our investment to the school not just a team or a player because players change all the time in college sports when right I think, I think it's that's really test your loyalty towards a program not just players and so that's what I like about college sports I think that's why it's easier to be up like get up as a fan too because of the turnover rate like if you have a legitimate quarterback he's going to go to the nfl after three years Mm -hmm. but you may have already signed the five-star guy that is coming in so you still have that same level of excitement if not more excitement to watch the next class of guys coming in um which those young guys coming in lead me to my next tradition okay helmet stickers Every year Ooh. it's awesome. Every year it's awesome when you turn on like Ohio State or like Florida State and they their helmets are just bare and you're like, did they get new helmets this year? Like, why are their helmets so shiny? And then you're just like, oh no, they don't have 75 stickers on the back of them yet. Those are always fun to watch. And by like week three, you can tell like what dudes are just going to be first round picks because they're going to have like 50, <laughs> they're going to have like 30 stickers already. But that uh, is, yeah, that's a good one. I slept on that one. Helmet stickers are cool. Very traditional. Ohio State probably is the main one that stands out. Um, they said, and for video game players who play Madden, EA doesn't do a lot right. But from what is, I don't know if it's completely confirmed, but from my understanding, when the new college football game comes out next July, which by the way, can't wait, won't probably play a different video game the rest of my life. Uh, they said they're going to update it where if you're like Ohio State team that has helmet stickers, they're going to update it from like weeks to week. So EA doesn't do a lot right, but they're putting some thought into this game. And like I said, just like college football, I'm excited for that video game, even though we're getting off topic on that, but well, the video game is another tradition. Like we get, we get to come back to a tradition of having another college athlete on the cover and being excited to play that game. They seriously, Nick, they could change nothing about that game from 2014 when Denard Robinson was on it. And they just put like a new guy on the, the cover and just change the year. And I'd yeah. be, so I'd be ordering, like I'd be pre-ordering it right now. Like they wouldn't yeah. even have to change the schematics yeah. or anything. The only <laughs> thing they would do that would enhance my ability to want to buy it for some reason is I think college football uniforms are the coolest because of how many options each team has. So if they just threw a uniform update in there, I would be hooked. So, and they will, which is awesome. So next July the podcast is going to take a big hit because I'll never be on it because I'll be gaming on this. No, totally kidding. <laughs> well, <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. The tradition. That is a great, yeah. Tradition coming back to an old one feels like home college football video game, man. That could be their slogan. Sign us up, but do you have any (laughs) more you want to hit? I got a few, uh, hurry up offense. Now I know they have the hurry up offense and 
the NFL, but for whatever reason, there's always like six teams in college football that try to get a playoff like every eight seconds. And when you like as a as a fan of football, you're just like, this is awesome. Like they don't even have like they're just throwing up signs like the old Oregon, like Mariota days where they're running a play like what every nine seconds or something like that. Yeah. Just have like a sign with four different random pictures on it. It'd be like freaking Bill Clinton uh a tesla and like just two other random like fresh prince of bel-air like just a bunch of random things and you're like oh i guess that's what that play was you're like wing so, right 86 read option yeah yeah exactly you're like okay cool so that's what that sign means uh but yeah hurry up offense is a fun tradition i guess it's i guess it's kind of a tradition not really a tradition a play we style talked, yeah I, yeah but it's just it, it's a tradition there's yeah. only a few teams who really run it like that yeah round. true um the other one I had was tailgating. I mean, mm. tailgating kind of leads into drinking beers with your boys. That's another fun tradition. Drinking beers, barbecue. I love when when they've panned like back after a commercial break and it's just some dude with like the fattest brisket on like a smoker and he's just flipping it and there's like 30, 40 people sitting around and waiting to eat. That's always a fun tradition. And you know that guy feels great. Oh you yeah, know, you know it's he, his day. He's got like a natty light in his hand. Yeah. Like, he's not even drinking like the, good the beer. small radios next to him. <laughs> yeah. It's his day. No one's that, stopping him. That, yeah, that thing's just steaming. He's got the the bib on the apron that's been around through family tradition, passed down from ages to ages. Yeah, he's that yes. guy. Yes, sir. And yeah, we talked about this one last week, but just the food, like the wings, the chips and queso, like that that's just that's my personal tradition it's just eating eating the things you're not supposed to eat on the weekend because you don't feel bad about it either honestly no not at all till monday that (laughs) man that makes me uh that does get me a little sad to get on the personal level man because you being in arizona like i'd just love to catch a game with you again i know so so we'll have to hopefully plan something out in the fall but man that's that's what we love about college football the traditions are fun this is one of the most fun podcasts i think i've had recording because just so many so many thoughts came in my head as we started going so that was that was really cool so uh i'm really excited for college football i'm really excited for the nfl we're gonna link up soon and do a podcast on some fantasy input jordan's a huge fantasy guy and really good at it so if you are having a draft coming up if you're smart and hopefully plan your draft around the last week of preseason to avoid those injury scares if you're starting a new league or if you're continuing a dynasty league gordon's a great guy for this and so we're going to go into some players picks coming up here hopefully soon to send it out before the season gets underway so as always thank you guys for taking some time with us today i hope you had fun with these two ones we tried to put out two great shows for you this week and i think we achieved it so show some love like you guys have been doing and we appreciate your time take care guys thanks for listening as always